Good morning, Pensacola. Andrew McKay and the Pensacola Morning News starts right now. Morning 810 here on News Radio 92.3, informative, local, dependable. I'm Andrew McKay. It's a Pensacola morning news. And uh, joining us now, we have Sheriff Bob Johnson, Santa Rosa County Sheriff Bob Johnson. Sheriff, welcome back to the show, sir. Good morning, Andrew. Good morning. Um, I wanted to talk with you uh, about the Uvalde report because this is such an important learning opportunity for us on all the things that they did wrong. Uh, before we get to that, uh, I know you had been, you had at one point your agency had been looking for a, a kayaker who had been last seen at the Arctic Lover boat ramp over the weekend. I guess it got, the search got called off a couple of times for bad weather, but do you know anything about the status yeah. of that? Yeah, I know it's ongoing. Um, they still haven't found them, so um, they'll continue until they do. Okay, okay. And that I, I figure you guys probably hand that off, right? That's at some point you hand it off to Fish and Wildlife and the Coast Guard and stuff? Yeah, yeah, they they assume it after a while, um, and you know, with the currents and things like that, there's there's absolutely no telling, you know. Right. Hmm. Okay. Well, that's sad to think about, of course. Uh, and, and and I think other than that, things have been relatively calm uh, as far as sort of big news related events, which is always in my mind a good thing, right? Oh yeah, that's a great thing. That's right. <laughs> I, I love it. I love it when there's no news out of the sheriff's department. That's the best. Um, cause that means yeah. that nobody's getting hurt and, you know, not in any significant way. That's the good news. Um, this Uvalde report, I don't know whether you've had a chance to read the executive summary or the whole thing. I have not read the whole thing. I've read some of the reporting on it and my goodness, um, all the things we knew they did wrong. And now all the things we now know they did wrong. What just yeah. your kind of takeaways to begin with, since obviously your agency is one of the primary responders to anything that, like this, that might happen in Santa Rosa County. What did you think? Yeah, I thought it was pretty embarrassing for law enforcement as a whole. I mean, um, you know, they said, well, they thought he barricaded himself. Well, active shooter means he's actively shooting people. So whether he barricades himself or not, if you still hear gunshots, he's an active shooter. And, um, you know, they just they didn't respond anywhere close the way they should have. And they took fire going down the hall and then retreated. But um, everybody knows that if, if you're in a school and you have an active shooter and he's killing children, Hey, sometimes you just got to take the hit, and you got to you got to press forward, and you have to take them out. I mean, that's just the way it works. And and they didn't have that mindset. They uh, they retreated and basically hid while a bunch of kids got killed, which is pretty pathetic. It's um, watching that. I mean, we knew what had happened, but then seeing that in school video of all of these armed, yeah. armored. Yeah grown men trained their whole yep. lives to do this one thing cowering there without being willing to go i mean that's what it looked like to me as a civilian and i hate to say that about cops oh, yeah. because i want to oh, love no. cops and support them but that's what it looked like to me right that is exactly what it was i can tell you you know i'm near 42 of being a cop and you know i've been shot at a few times and i'm telling you it's not pleasant but, you know, when you sign on and you put the badge and the gun on, you accept the responsibilities and the chances of, you know, you may die in the line of duty. And if it comes down to protecting kids and you die, and sometimes, like I said, you just take the hit. But uh, these guys just uh, yeah, cowered back there and just 
could hear gunshots, and every time you hear a gunshot on that video, that's a child dying. Mm. And they made no uh, effort to press forward whatsoever, and it was pretty pathetic. One of um, one of the things that I try, you know, I always try to see if I can make sense of something in a different way. And the the only thing I could piece yeah. together, and you tell me if you think this is even plausible, is yeah, you you get in there, and it's not just you and your three buddies that you know really well. It's a it's a variety of agencies. And yeah. you get in there and nobody's taking control and mm-hmm. nobody's giving clear guidance. They, they clearly did not have good command and control of the situation. And there's my tendency is to say maybe what they were saying was kind of in their minds. Well, all of these other guys must know what they're doing and there must be a good reason for us not to rush in there. I don't want to be the only guy who thinks we should go and be stupid about it is, I mean, it's, it's pretty much of a stretch to come to that conclusion, but is there any of that kind of just, Cops are still people, and they still behave like people, which, you know, one person can be smart, but people are dumb, you know? Yeah. Yeah, and, you know, you can consider that. But this is the thing. In, in today's uh, realm of law enforcement, we train for active shooters because it occurs so much. And the first basic rule of, of a school shooter or an active shooter is you don't wait for backup. The first person there goes makes contact, and, and shoots the guy. That's the way it's supposed to work. So if you've got two guys there and they're still not pressing forward, then you got four guys they are still not pressing forward. You know, it's a point where they just basically, you know, didn't want to go down there because they were afraid they'd get hurt. Even though kids are being killed, that's what it boils down to. Because all my SROs will tell you, if there's an active shooter at one of their schools, they're not waiting for other cops to get there. You can't. I mean, guy could take five minutes, and how many kids can you kill in five minutes? Right. A lot. So um, they all know they press forward, and unfortunately, I mean, sometimes cops have to get killed, and it's it's not a good thing. But um, you got to try to take this guy out and at least wound him to where he can't shoot anymore or something. Um, but those guys in Uvalde they just didn't have that mindset. It was, hey, I don't want to get hurt, so I'm going to stay back and. You know, like kids get killed, which is, like I said before, it's just pathetic. I have a couple, just a couple other questions for you on this. Uh, we're talking to Santa Rosa County Sheriff yeah. Bob Johnson. Uh, Sheriff, hang on for just a second. Let's get traffic on the fives from Jake. Okay, I-110 at the exit for Brent Lane. We have a vehicle crash being cleared up there with multiple vehicles causing some slowdown, uh, getting off of 110 onto Brent Lane. Also, Beverly Parkway between W Street and Palafox is a little slow in both directions, as well as East Burgess by West Florida High School starting to slow down a little bit this morning. We do have some lane closure there this morning. If you see anything out there slowing you down, let us know. Traffic tip line is 437 1620. I'm Jake Walker with Traffic on the Fives. Thanks so much, Jake. Back to Sheriff Bob Johnson. Sheriff, I, I don't know for a lot of these cops how they how they live with it. I don't I don't because you have to know now that you standing down the hallway safe cost kids' lives. Yeah. And I know yeah, a lot I, of people have left the force. A lot of people who are involved in this have resigned and I okay, you know, understand that. But I just I don't I mean that would be that would plague me, and I'm not even a cop. Yeah, you know. Yeah, and and it should. I mean, these guys obviously don't need to be in law enforcement if they put their their lives, uh, you know, and their security above that of children. Um, you know, protecting children, they obviously they don't need to be in law enforcement. And if you don't have that mindset, you know, and unfortunately, you get a lot of people that go into law enforcement because they see cops on TV and they think it's hey, it'll be exciting and it'll be fun. But it's a lot of responsibility. I mean, as a law enforcement officer, you have 
the legal authority to take someone's freedom and the legal authority authority to take someone's life. And that's a huge responsibility. It's huge. And um, people don't think about it. What they do is they think, well, this is a cool job to have, you know, and you get to drive fast to calls and, yeah, you know, that's part of it. But when it comes down to the basic tenet of law enforcement, you've got to be willing to put yourself in front of a bullet to protect somebody you don't even know. And if you don't have that mindset, don't get into the career field. You know, one of the uh, one of the lesser, I think, focused on elements of this uh, story is n- not what happened inside the school or even what happened with the command and control failures and the breakdown of authority, but uh, it just unwillingness for anybody to really take charge and do what needed to be done and give the right orders, which should have been obvious. Yeah. But again, it all all broke down. My question to you is: um, the other side of this was the communication side, where they were. Just, I mean, they told parents, uh, I, I guess they told parents of kids who had died that their kids were alive, and they told parents, I mean, they just, like, the communication yeah. side was also a complete failure. Yeah. Yeah, the, the whole situation, and I don't know much about Texas law enforcement, okay? I, you know, I know how it goes in Florida, <laughs> excuse me, but um, I, I'll tell you right now, number one, you don't tell anybody the status, <laughs> excuse me, of their children, you don't tell them the status of their children unless you know it 100% for sure. So why they're putting out information, oh, no, your child's fine, and, you know, when you don't know it, well, I, it just blows my mind that they're even talking about it. I mean, you don't even talk about it until this whole scene's secure and everybody's been identified, and then that's when you start notifications. But, um, yeah, they dropped the ball on so many different levels. I can't – I mean, it's just – it's horrific, and – you know, a lot of people, like you said, lost their job, jobs, and a lot of people needed to lose their jobs after that debacle. So the, the last thing a horrible I was, situation for everybody. Just the last thing I was going to ask you about this is yeah. I know that you guys train all the time and you pay attention to events yeah. and you learn from them and you learn what not to do and you learn what to do. Um, aside from the everything of it that was wrong, is there anything particularly that your agency learned from this that you're going to implement in your active shooter slash school shooter responses? Yeah, no. Um, and I'll tell you why our, our response is, is pretty basic and it's just, it's, it's not rocket science. If our SRO hears gunshots inside his school or her school, they're going to go to the sound of the gunshots and, of course, as they're going, they're going to be calling active shooter over the radio, so backup is coming. But they're going to go, and they're going to go to wherever the shots are being fired from, and they're going to take the threat out, or they're going to die trying. And that's just the basic premise of active shooter response. I mean, like I said, it's not rocket science. You don't wait. You don't, you know, you don't wait for backup. You don't ask people, you know, questions as they're running down the hall trying to get away. You just go to where the shots are being fired. And you shoot the guy. I mean, and these guys in Uvalde just 100% did not do that, which, as I said before, is just horrific. Well, I appreciate that, and uh, I know it's a you know it's a very ugly mark on law enforcement because, of course, you know, yeah. sadly, all all doctors get judged by what a few doctors, and all talk show hosts get judged by yeah. what a few talk show hosts, and all cops get judged by what a few cops, and that's the very sad thing. In addition to the loss yep. of life, is the loss of respect, but. Uh, Sheriff Bob Johnson, I very much appreciate the comments, the candor, and uh, certainly we appreciate what you do to keep us safe. We'll talk to you again next week, sir. Yes, sir. Take care, Andrew. Absolutely. 821 on News Radio 923, informative, local, dependable. I'm Andrew McKay. When you were 18, you spent your spring break in Cancun. 
The party was legendary, and you speak of it often, even though you don't remember half of it. The geeky kid who sat across from you in math class stayed home, practicing calculus. You made fun of her. A lot. That is, until last year, when you owed the IRS a lot of money and called the certified public accountants at Benakis & Associates. And she answered the phone. Who's laughing now? The number crunchers at Benakis & Associates live and breathe accounting and tax preparation. It's practically in their DNA. When you need to know what the heck a Form 656-PPV is, call Benakis & Associates. When you need a QuickBooks Pro Advisor, call Benakis & Associates. When you need someone who practices long division for fun, Call Benakis & Associates, now in the historic district on 120 South Alconies and online at flacpas.com. Benakis & Associates, leave the numbers to the experts. I'm getting vaccinated with Prevnar 20, a Pfizer vaccine. So am I, because I'm at risk for pneumococcal pneumonia. If you're 19 or older with chronic conditions like asthma, diabetes, COPD, or heart disease, or are 65 or older, you are at increased risk for pneumococcal pneumonia. Ask your doctor or pharmacist about Prevnar 20, pneumococcal 20-valent conjugate vaccine. It can help protect you against pneumococcal pneumonia in just one dose. Even if you've already been vaccinated with other pneumonia vaccines, Prevnar 20 may help provide added protection. Prevnar 20 is approved for adults to help prevent infections from 20 strains of the bacteria that cause pneumococcal pneumonia. Continued approval may depend on a supportive study. Don't get Prevnar 20 if you've had a severe allergic reaction to the vaccine or its ingredients. Adults with weakened immune systems may have a lower response to the vaccine. Side effects include pain and swelling at the injection site, fatigue, headache, muscle, and joint pain. For full prescribing information, please call 1-855-213-2138 or visit Prevnar20.com. Gulf Coast businesses are set to lose over $10 million this month. I'm Nathan with Data Revolution, and this is your Cybersecurity Tip of the Month. W-2s and 1099s are being sent out, and scammers are posing as both employees and employers to collect Social Security and bank account information. Be wary of requests asking to change address or bank information through email alone. Businesses along the Gulf Coast trust Data Revolution for their cybersecurity and communications needs. Visit datarevs.com for more information. The Port of Pensacola is more than just a name. It's a powerhouse of economic opportunities, a strategic location that sparks growth and prosperity, contributing significantly to the local and regional economy with 23 incredible businesses that call this port home. Big names like C-Max Materials, GE Wind Energy, and soon the prestigious American Magic Sailing Team. Since 1754, the Port of Pensacola has been the driving force behind Northwest Florida's economic success. Explore more at portofpensacola.com. The cooler weather in Pensacola is a great time of the year for gardening, whether it's planting roses, planting shrubs and trees and cool weather color, and of course, planning for spring. This is Mike Wiggins. If you've got gardening questions, we've got answers on the News Radio Garden Line every Tuesday morning at 9 on the Pensacola Expert Panel. And if you miss us on Tuesdays, then catch the Encore Edition every Saturday morning at 9. Sponsored by Pensacola Hardware, Blue Sky Landscaping, Barnes Feed Store, and Lucky's Pine Straw. The Dave Ramsey Show, weeknights 7 to 10, before WEAR TV News on News Radio 923. Informative, local, dependable. Do you enjoy pain? Pain don't hurt. You can't touch this. You can't touch this. You can't touch this. You can't touch this. You know, I will tell you this. Um, 
I, uh, you know, a lot of uh, elected officials and uh, appointed officials listen to the show, and uh, I won't say any names, but as soon as Bob Johnson was talking about this just a few minutes ago, about, you know, you go in, you train to go in, you go towards the gunfire, that's all you do, period, till the, sh- till the shots stop. That's what you do. And uh, I got texts in from a couple of uh, local, uh, relect, uh, you know, uh, officials who basically said, amen, Bob's right, it's exactly what, what, you know, our folks train on all the time. I mean, that's just, that's why it's so incomprehensible what happened in Uvalde, because... It's everybody knows this. Everybody knows this since Columbine, particularly. I mean, since Columbine, since Parkland, since, you know, it's like just how 9-11 changed everything and how you deal with terrorists. Columbine, you know, Newton, Newtown. I mean, Parkland, everything. We know this. This is what you do. That's why it's so infuriating. To read this report and to know what we all know what happened there. So, uh, and I tell you that only to tell you this: um, your local folks, okay, they know this. You know, uh, Gulf Breeze Police, PPD, City of Pensacola, City Gulf Breeze, County of Escambia and Santa Rosa, the sheriffs in both counties, they know this. And part of why I'm going to be asking them about this this week is to just be sure to remind you that we know this here. They've had firsthand experience doing this with NAS Pensacola, right? We we know this. And uh, that is exactly the right response. If, if God forbid, anything like this ever happens here, it will not be like that. Uh, Jake's got our traffic on the fives. Jake? Okay, Highway 98 in Gulf Breeze eastbound just before Tiger Point in front of the Winn-Dixie there. We have an accident that just occurred. It's going to cause some slowdown in both directions there. Also, East Burgess getting by West Florida High School or slow down from a lane closure from utility work in that area. So it's going to slow things down in both directions there. Also, Beverly Parkway is slow between W Street and Palafox. And uh, we're still looking at I-110 this morning. Right at the exit for Brent Lane, we had a vehicle crash with multiple vehicles and it's causing major slowdown this morning. Uh, headed, it's, it's backed up all the way past Airport Boulevard heading south on 110. Uh, if you see anything else out there slowing you down, let us know. 437-1620. I'm Jake Walker with Traffic on the Fives. Thanks, Jake. David Wayne's in the newsroom with our headlines. David? Former President Trump is expected to be back in a New York courtroom today for his civil defamation trial. The jury will be deciding how much Trump will have to pay to writer E. Jean Carroll after another court ruled last year. He defamed her after being found liable for sexual abuse in the 90s. Carol is seeking $10 million. After freezing temperatures all last week, now a lot of the U.S. is expected to see some unseasonably warm weather. Highs reaching into the 60s and 70s in the south, just a week after the record lows were set. And uh, apparently eating dark chocolate could help lower your risk of high blood pressure. There's a new study in the Journal of Nature, in uh, the Journal Nature Scientific, And uh, it reports that dark chocolate may decrease the risk of blood clotting. They couldn't find an exact uh, cause for this, but they say it warrants future research in benefits uh, of dark chocolate combating cardiovascular diseases. With no dosage, one can only imagine that the more you eat, the safer you are. Absolutely. That's what I'm thinking. (laughs) I I think dark chocolate, the kind of, you know, big, robust flavor type things, historically they've kind of had this theory that there's anti-carcinogenic effects in there. I don't think I've ever heard it for blood clotting particularly, but, you know, it's like 
drink your red wine in moderation, eat your dark chocolate or chocolate in moderation. You know, these things that, uh, you know, maybe they used to say were bad and now more they say for a while I have been saying, right. or at least in moderation, fairly good for you. So you either take these 10 pills or eat this candy bar, your choice. Oh, no, it's the candy bar for sure. Absolutely. Right. I'll, I'll, I'll go stock up on Toblerone right now. Uh, David, thanks so much for the update. Uh, 6.30 uh, here at 6, 8, 15, yeah. hike, uh, so, go long. <laughs> anyway, eight <coughs> thirty here on News Radio 92.3. Oh, man. Um, I still can't get over this dude in Oklahoma that wanted, has a lot of bad furries in schools the kids dressing up as animals and his his backup call is he says if the parents won't come get him out of school then we can call animal control on him written in the bill like that's not in debate or just in commentary on social media he actually had it written in the bill that the alternative when parents don't come is you can call animal control for them well, i mean you know if they identify as you gotta, that's the reality right fox news i'm chris foster the day before the New Hampshire primary, and Ron DeSantis is out of the race, leaving Nikki Haley as the former President Trump's only major competition. Look, this is what we were waiting on. We said it was a two-person race. It now really is a two-person race. We think we have a country to save. Trump, now endorsed by DeSantis, says he doubts he'd choose him as a running mate. Everything's a possibility, but I think it's highly unlikely. I have a lot of great people. And I have great people that have been with me right from the beginning. Trump and Haley, they're both on Fox. Family members of hostages held by Hamas storm an Israeli parliament meeting. As the finance committee met in Jerusalem, dozens of people loudly interrupted. Chanting, release all of them now and get up from your chairs. Some held signs reading, you will not sit here while they die there. Fox's Jonathan Savage stocks start the day higher on Wall Street. America's listening to Fox News. Good morning. It's 831 at News Radio 92, 37 degrees, cloudy skies for your Monday morning in Pensacola. Governor Ron DeSantis now officially out of the race for the White House and endorsing former President Trump. Trump is superior to the current incumbent, Joe Biden. That is clear. I signed a pledge to support the Republican nominee, and I will honor that pledge. And the governor making that announcement in a video on X yesterday. The GOP race now essentially a two-person battle between former President Trump and former U.N. Ambassador Nikki Haley. Trump said he was honored by DeSantis' endorsement and has now officially retired. The Ron DeSanctimonious nickname. Preparations are underway in Atmore for the nation's first execution to be carried out with the use of nitrogen hypoxia. 58-year-old Alabama death row inmate Kenneth Eugene Smith is scheduled to be put to death on Thursday at the Holman Correctional Facility. Uh, An attorney for Smith has asked the 11th U.S. Circuit Court of Appeals to block the execution, arguing the untested method could potentially violate the Constitution's ban on cruel and unusual punishment. Two Milton men were hurt when a pickup truck that was driving erratically crashed into a tree on Glover Lane Sunday. The Florida Highway Patrol says a a Florida trooper saw the pickup truck speeding and weaving in and out of its lane before attempting to exit the road. That's when troopers say the truck crashed into a large tree on the shoulder of the road. Troopers say both men in that vehicle suffered serious injuries and were flown to a hospital. Neither were wearing seatbelts. FHP says they believe alcohol was a factor in that crash. We do have an update from Baldwin County. Police have now arrested a suspect in that stabbing near Heritage Park in downtown Foley last week. Police say 40-year-old Bernard Abney. 
is charged with assault with a deadly weapon, also attempted rape. Investigators say the victim was walking in downtown Foley when she was attacked by Abney. She suffered several stab wounds, but was able to run into a nearby bar to get help. That woman now is recovering. Following the incident, Abney was arrested Saturday. He's currently being held in the Mobile County Jail. A motorcyclist taken to the hospital today after a crash in Gulf Breeze near the elementary school. Police say the rider was taken to the hospital, but right now there's no update on their condition. We will let you know if we learn more about that. Family and friends of Kayla Atwood, that's the Pensacola woman, mother of four, whose remains were found last week after an extensive search by law enforcement. Gathered over the weekend, they released balloons in her memory. That memorial happened at the 12th Avenue Park on Saturday. The woman's ex-boyfriend, Mikhail Fountain, is charged in Atwood's murder. And again, she left behind four children. Well, a wreck over on Highway 97 near Davisville the other day caused uh, hundreds of households to be in the dark Sunday morning. That happened after a vehicle hit a utility pole, downed power lines in the area. By the time first responders made it to the scene, they found the vehicle unoccupied. Uh, It only took a few hours for first responders to get the power back onto the area. It's 835 right now. News Radio 92.3. Jake's got our traffic on the fives. I do, and this traffic report is brought to you by Fresh from Florida. Uh, On Highway 98 in Gulf Breeze, eastbound, before Tiger Point, in front of the Winn-Dixie there, we have an accident that just occurred. It's going to cause some tie-up headed eastbound. It looks like it's slowing the westbound lane down just a little bit, too. Also, I-110 at the exit for Brent Lane, we have a vehicle crash from earlier with multiple vehicles involved, causing major slowdown all the way past Airport Boulevard. Meal planning is work, so let Fresh from Florida help. Learn what's in season and browse hundreds of recipes at freshfromflorida.com. Eat healthier with Fresh from Florida. There's sunshine in every bite. If you see anything out there slowing you down, call or text our traffic tip line, 437-1620. I'm Jake Walker with Traffic on the Fives. We are going to be seeing a chilly start to the day, but temperatures warm up quickly as we head into the afternoon. Highs today in the upper 50s with partly cloudy skies. Overnight tonight, temperatures staying mild. We will be in the 50s as you wake up Tuesday morning. Small chance of rain starting Tuesday, 30% chance of rain with a high near 66. And Tuesday night, temperatures dropping near 63. This is Brooke Richardson from the First Warning Weather Center. Thank you very much, Brooke. And right now, we've got 40 in Pensacola, 40 in Gulf Breeze, and 42 in Milton. And your money now this morning. Our markets are opening up at the uh, at the opening bell today. The Dow is up 122.33 at 37.986.13. S&P 500 up 24 points at 48.63.68. The Nasdaq up 114.04 at 15.425.01. Your 10-year bond rate is down slightly at 4.08. Gold prices down six bucks at 2023.30. Silver prices down uh, as well this morning at 22.10. Our Bitcoin price this morning is uh, down 972.10 right now at 47.04.40. Retail stores across the country reversing course now on self checkout machines. Stores say they have been a disaster for consumers and retailers. With the biggest problem, of course, being theft. Shoppers are reportedly 21 times more likely to sneak items past machines than human cashiers. They also say it's easy for consumers to steal unintentionally. 
Sports Illustrated has laid off most of its staff. According to the staff's union, uh, possibly all and definitely most of the staff has been let go after Sports Illustrated's owner had its publishing license revoked. The union says it will continue to fight for that magazine to be published, though. For the first time ever, the Federal Trade Commission has banned a company from selling or licensing people's precise geolocation data. Aaron Rial with more. The FTC settled with Texas-based data aggregator InMarket Media after they gathered troves of consumer location data from mobile apps without disclosing that it would be used for target advertising. The FTC alleges that the data broker marketed to advertisers looking for certain categories of people, such as Christian churchgoers, parents of preschoolers, and children who are homeschooled. Public awareness of data location sensitivity has spiked since the Supreme Court's reversal of Roe v. Wade, and as more states have passed laws permitting the prosecution of abortion seekers. Aaron Rayal, NBC News Radio. And right now it's 8.38. Your next news at 9 o'clock. We've got breaking news anytime it happens. I'm David Wayne, News Radio 92.3, informative, local, dependable. Pensacola Opera's 41st season. Opening with Donizetti's Lucia di Lammermoor, January 26th and the 28th. A tragic tale of the madness of matrimony. Lucia is madly in love with her family's fierce enemy, but an arranged marriage to save her family might just drive her mad. Donizetti's beautifully tumultuous score is a masterpiece of drama, heartbreak, love, and madness. Tickets start at just $25. Learn more at PensacolaOpera.com or by calling 850-433-6737. Uh, What'd you do this time, Brad? I'm in the doghouse after my hunting trip last weekend. Yeah, I was too. I blew off our date. How'd you get out of the doghouse? Stillwater's Day and Medical Spa. I got her a gift card. It took three minutes at SWMedSpa.com. She booked it this Saturday. Saturday? So nine holes then? Tea time's at eight. To enjoy a hassle-free guys weekend, treat her to a gift card from Stillwater's Day and Medical Spa. Follow Stillwater's on Facebook or Instagram to enter contests and win great prizes. Or visit SWMedSpa.com. Do you want to stay up to date on the latest news, weather, and traffic, but don't have a radio nearby? Then you need to download our new app. With the News Radio Pensacola app, you can get text alerts for breaking news, severe weather, and traffic delays. Plus, customize your alerts so you only get the information you need. It's easy to sign up for text alerts. Just download our app, create an account, and select the alerts you want to receive. You can even change your settings at any time. So, what are you waiting for? Download the News Radio Pensacola app today and start getting text alerts. Everybody was kung fu fighting. <laughs> I admire your deductive processes. Ooh, yeah. Um, I'm going to have to go ahead and sort of disagree with you there. Oh, idiot. Food fight! Gentlemen, you can't fight in here. This is the war room. This conversation can serve no purpose anymore. Goodbye. All right, we're going to talk about something that's only semi-frivolous today. Okay, it's only semi-frivolous. This is a... Potentially a serious relationship slash health topic, but I want to ask you the question. Do you practice sleep marriage or sleep divorce? Hmm. 437-1620, 437-1620. New research comes out from the University of Michigan uh, that says that a lot of couples are now practicing what they call sleep divorce, which is sleeping separately. So that you get a good night's sleep. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> to avoid the tossing and the turning and the heat and the dead arm syndrome and the, all the things that can come 
when you try to sleep like they do in the movies, which is completely unfeasible for most people if you've ever actually tried it. So the question is 437-1620, assuming that you're married or you've got a sweetie or, you know, you understand the problem, basically. Do you sleep together in the bed? Do you sleep in the bed separate? Do you sleep slept separate beds separate rooms are becoming a more common thing especially for people who have different schedules about one third of all americans uh sleep separately in one way or another this is couples right sleeping separately because they want to get a good night's sleep four three seven sixteen twenty four three seven sixteen twenty question for you sleep divorce sleep marriage sleep together sleep separate different schedules all that kind of stuff uh jake you want to uh you want to weigh in on this uh sure yeah um <laughs> Well, uh, sometimes I'll go to bed before because I'm usually in bed by 7 or 8 p.m. Oh, okay. uh, because of my schedule. Uh, but Wait, what now? Because we have the same schedule. Yeah. I go to bed at midnight. Well, but you probably sleep during the day, I can't right? take a nap. That's right. I can't right. come home and take a nap. nap. You're right. I, I have that nap. over you, right? Uh, but no, me, wife, cat, we're all, we're in the bed. I mean, we're not, you know, we're not touching cat. each other. Yeah, our cat's in the bed. Oh, okay. I, that was not bed, my... That's our thing. That, that's I, a different different question for a different day for sure. Yeah, it was like, hey, the cat needs to sleep with us or not. And, uh, you know, it was like a compromise. So I compromised and he sleeps with us. Gotcha. Yep. So uh, I will tell you our practice just so that, you know, we, you know, Get all the embarrassings out there. Uh, so we neither we, we in the same room, yes. Mm-hmm. But we have all kinds of ways in which we're not together on this, and it's nece- out of necessity. Uh, number one is uh, I typically go to bed at midnight. She goes to bed at around two or three, mm. which would be my natural go to bedtime. You hear me talking about how much I hate the mornings, like I do not want the mornings. Mm. My natural go to bedtime is three a.m. So naturally, I do a morning show. <laughs> Right. It's terrible. Uh, but so that's one thing. So I go to bed before she does, and I get up a long time before she does. Also, um, she likes the fan mm. on her face. I cannot sleep with the fan. Anything blowing on me very much that I find disruptive, and I wake up coughing and hacking and dried out and terrible. Yep. I don't know how she uh, – we both like the sound of the fan, but we do not like the, you know, feeling of the – so, no, uh, we, we don't sleep in separate beds or separate rooms, but we sleep – on different corners of the bed, right. basically. Like, she's got her head at the southeast corner. I have my head at the northwest corner. Um, so, no, we do not, in that way, you know, uh, sleep, technically sleep uh, together. And also, it would be bad for, like, because, you know, if I were cuddled up next to her, then I'm, I turn and toss a lot in the night, even in four hours, and uh, I have to go turn my alarm off. All the things that would wake her up, particularly because we have such weird schedules. So that's just we don't do the divorce. We don't do the separate rooms or anything like that. But I was I don't like this term, by the way. Yeah. Why call it a divorce when you're doing it out of love and you're doing it out of making the relationship work, as opposed, to, you know, like I don't really like Be- that way because of talking I, about I've it. heard that it leads to a. a- a riff, a separation between there can be, yeah. yeah. Like I think the physical contact is important, and touching is important, and being in proximity. I don't sleep the same when my wife's like not in the bed or mm. out of town or something like that. It's right. not. I'm not comfortable uh, because of that. So four, three, seven, sixteen, twenty. So uh, do you or don't you uh, together in the bed sleep or not? Because of again, you know, some some evidence seems to indicate that. Uh, people sleep better when they're separated. Somebody here says uh, sleep together, but the bigger the bed, the better the situation. <laughs> sleep marriage, but bathroom divorce. Oh, no, that's a good point. Oh, man, there's there's nothing like the joy of finally being able to have your own sink separate from your wife and vice versa. I know uh, somebody here says married 28 years sleeping in separate rooms for the last 10 years. 
he likes TV and I like dark and quiet. Oh, yeah, so different, like, especially with the fan, like, if she didn't like the fan sound or I didn't like it or something like that, uh, that's not marriage divorce, that's marriage survival. Yeah, no, I see, I tend to think of it that way, too. Like, you're doing what is necessary out of love for the other person and out of love for your own needs, and, you know, that makes sense. Uh, somebody here says, uh, we go to bed together, spoon for a few minutes, and then turn over to sleep. Also, yes, yes. right, there's a together and then separate, you know, yeah. like, break. <laughs> that's because I don't... You ever watch movies? I mean, when you watch a movie or some TV show and, you know, they show this couple goes to bed holding each other and then they wake up holding each other. And I'm like, man, your arm is dead. <laughs> I don't right. know. where. And how do you get comfortable? And because, you know, you might look when, you know, maybe for a time that works. I'm just saying there are physical, logistical things about that that. That's just not how married people sleep, at least not normally. And if you do, I mean, God bless you. That's wonderful. Four, three, seven, sixteen, twenty. Um, oh my gosh, we sleep on separate corners also. <laughs> See? Just not weird. That's just, you know, doing what you need to do. Uh, we don't even um share sheets. Like I have a comforter and she has a comforter. And it's like the craftmatic sided by side adjustable bed or whatever. Like mm-hmm. we don't I mean it's not one of those, but I'm saying we cause we don't fight over the sheets because we don't share them. You know, we don't have to. Somebody here, 437-1620. Uh, whoa, 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 Andrew. You and your wife sleep with your heads at opposite ends of the bed? What are you, the Three Stooges? <laughs> Charlie's grandparents from Willy Wonka? Uh, maybe. 437-1620. Jake's got traffic on the fives. Jake? <laughs> All right, uh, Highway 98 in Gulf Breeze in the Oriole Beach area. That's uh, westbound. Just uh, just after Tiger Point, before you get into proper, there is an accident there in front of the Wind dixie causing some major slowdown in the westbound lane for uh, Highway 98. Also, I-110 South at the exit for Brent Lane. We have a vehicle crash there from earlier, multiple vehicles involved, and uh, that is really slowing things down past uh, the airport boulevard uh, exit on I-110. If you see anything else out there slowing you down, let us know. Call or text our traffic tip line, 437-1620. I'm Jake Walker, Traffic on the Vibes. So, so my, my only piece of advice, and this is this is advice outside of just the sleeping arrangements, is um, always remember to keep the number one goal the number one goal. What's the number one goal? Stay married, stay happy. Mm-hmm. Right? Yep. Everything else can be adjusted around that goal. So... Uh, if having an unusual sleeping arrangement is what makes you both happy and uh, keeps you married, hey, <laughs> just do that. No, we're not Willy Wonka. Uh, 437-16, all these comments are hilarious. 437-16-20. If you're thinking about that next vehicle, uh, I recommend Frontier Motors. A great selection of good quality used cars, trucks, vans, sedans, Jeeps, you know, one, two, three, maybe four or five. Some of them are maybe, but mostly one, two, three years old, low miles. Great condition, good quality cars that you can get for good prices. And uh, you can go sample a whole bunch of them. You know, the kind of car you buy and then drive for a long time. Because you know you can trust it. That's what they specialize in is cars you know you can count on. You don't have to worry about them. Almost new, just not brand new to you. And so you save a pretty penny by doing it that way. Uh, Frontier Motors serving the Pensacola community for more than 25 years. Right behind the big buffalo on Beverly Parkway. Be sure to tell them Andrew McKay says hi. NAS Wedding Field is a major training facility for our United States military. It produces more than 1,200 pilots a year and is the home to the largest air wing in the U.S. Navy and produces 100% of all Navy, Marine Corps, and Coast Guard helicopter pilots. But NAS Wedding Field has a lot more to offer and makes a huge impact to our local community. Tune in today at 9 to hear what's happening at NAS Whiting Field on the Pensacola Expert Panel. The Pensacola Expert Panel, 9 to 11 weekdays on News Radio 92.3 AM 1620. Are you a fan of all things Florida? Then the Fresh from Florida Club should be on your menu. 
search and save your favorite recipes, create custom menus, and get all your cooking questions answered by me, Florida's culinary ambassador, Chef Justin, for free. It's easy to sign up, and best of all, you'll be supporting Florida's farmers, ranchers, and fishermen. Join today at freshfromflorida.com. A message from the Florida Department of Agriculture and Consumer Services, the Florida Association of Broadcasters, and this station. Here's what's happening around Pensacola this week. The Milton Mardi Gras Parade is Saturday night, rolling at 5 o'clock from Milton High School. Catch the beads, then join in the after party with food trucks, kids' activities, live music, and more. See crewofairshippirates.com. The third annual Pensacola Pot de Gras event downtown on Garden Street is Sunday from 11 to 4, a day filled with lots of paws and family fun. Visit pensacola.com for more. Submit your events at newsradio923.com. News Radio 92.3 gets you live programming every day from 5 a.m. until 7 p.m. on News Radio 92.3. Informative, local, dependable. Your levity is good. It relieves tension and the fear of death. This is a problem that is pervasive across our city. Uh, The district that I live in, that I represent, has some of the most busy intersections and some of the, I think, worst infractions of this particular law. And I know we don't have enough police to have them at every uh, red light, so I think this is something that we are in desperate need of. City Councilman Charles Baer talking about the proposal to have red light cameras in the city of Pensacola at a variety of intersections that are the high red light running intersections, mostly along 9th Avenue, but, you know, Davis, Fairfield, uh, east-west there, and then uh, 9th Avenue down at uh, the westbound side of... uh, I always have the worst time remembering which one's Gregory and Chase. Gregory going westbound towards the on-ramp. Um, that just, I don't know why I have to like work it through in my head. Okay. Chase is the on-ramp from the other side. So I just have to, I don't know what I have to think about it. You know what I mean? Uh, kind of like how some people struggle with their left and their right. And they have to do a little thing like, Oh, the L with my finger and my thumb. That's the left hand. Uh, just for whatever reason, that's one I haven't gotten intuitively yet. So, um, yeah, Charles bear talking about this. I am a supporter. I have been a supporter. I, I think it's really simple. Um, red light running is so dangerous how dangerous is it? Really dangerous. It's so dangerous that people die, right? I mean, people die. And we have a problem in this community, and we're not the only ones, but we definitely have a problem in this community with people running red lights. And so how can you cut down on that? Well, Gulf Breeze doesn't have this problem, right? Gulf Breeze, you you know not to, you know, don't tempt fate with the red lights, right? Simple, because you don't want to get a ticket, so they don't run red lights, so, Right. It makes it safer. It's, it's that simple. You know, Tommy Leiter, the former chief of police, was always big on this. And he said that, you know, the biggest threat to property and life in our community for the longest time, and probably, hopefully not, but always will be, is driving. Right? More people are hurt and killed, and more people have property loss from driving. Speed and red light running. Those are the big things. So, Charles Bear again. We have someone who's raised three boys to drive um, and watched... While I've been with them and, uh, you know, seeing people run red lights and just, you know, if you don't drive defensively, you know, you're, you're going to be in trouble. And I would like to see this go into place. And I'm hopeful that uh, the, 
some lights within my district, um, or at least on the, the periphery of my district, kind of my, between my district and Councilman Breyer's district, are the ones that benefit from this because we're in desperate need of some enforcement, and um, I look forward to it. Yeah, and that's the short version is if, you know, if you could put a cop, and you really would take three at some of these intersections because you got to have one to be able to make the stop and one to be able to observe the line and one be, I mean, it just it's logistically very, very difficult, some of these intersections, to even arrest somebody for a red light run. And so, uh, you know, we're not going to do that. And so we have this instead, Jen Brayer. Uh, and often when there's a dissenting vote, it's going to be Charles and or, and or Jen. OK, the, the votes are typically seven to zero. Sometimes they're five to two or six to one. Like there was one that was six to one on Thursday um, having to do with the building. I forget which one it was. It was one of the ones I was surprised by. Oh, it was the uh, the, the panhandling ordinance was so six to one. Anyway, for the second reading on that one. But um, Jen Brayer, I thought she told very interesting story that went a direction I was not expecting. My youngest kid's car is in my name. And I've gotten multiple running red light tickets from Gulf Breeze. <laughs> and, you know, when I first heard that, I thought, oh, she's going to be on the anti side saying that the wrong person gets the ticket. But that was not what she said. It goes to the owner of the car. And as pissed off as I was, I was quite grateful that I could address her about this issue in a situation where she wasn't hurt. And, and seriously, it made her learn. She's a little bit older now, and it's helped. As a parent of three boys, one of whom drives, one of whom is learning, and one of whom not yet, I'm like, yes. I mean, I don't want you to get a red light run ticket, but I would rather have you get the ticket so that I can teach you how to not do that so that you don't die or kill somebody or both. Amen. And also, she said, At the corner of Langley and 9th Avenue, we don't have a light, but the toy store does there. I mean, a camera, right? Which was able to pick up my child, same person, getting hit by a vehicle and her car totaled. Oddly, when my child was in this wreck, she was like, oh, I must have done something wrong. I must have stopped in front of them. She took all this guilt on and literally changed it to as if it was her, right? Until one of the people at the business offered us the video, and we see the video, and she was doing, she did everything fine. We were able to send it right to the insurance, the other car paid off, and the other car had done it. It was odd to me that someone in a wreck could change it and take credit for something that they hadn't even done. I was grateful for that camera. I will be grateful for these cameras. You know, that's another point I hadn't even been thinking of is, it won't be for necessarily all of your incidents, but if there's one involving the running of a red light, you'll have evidence of who ran the red light. You won't be able to lie about that, right? You won't be able to misrepresent it. And I can understand that. A young driver, especially one who's had a habit or whatever, had a past, might just internalize that I must have done something wrong. And especially if you get somebody who's going to kind of cognitively bully you, gaslight you, the way apparently this other driver did, and now you got the evidence. You happen to have the evidence. Not because of the red light camera, but because of somebody having a security camera. So, man, I mean, that's, that's good. And if that turns out to be on red lights too, listen, it's not that we want to write the tickets or, you know, have the, which all the way they're going to be approved by PPD, right? A physical set of eyes is going to go on every ticket that goes out. It's not that anybody wants to write the tickets. I love these people who are like, oh, it's just a way of the government making money. Shut up. (laughs) I'm sorry. You're so dumb when you say so. You sound so dumb when you say something like that. Most of the money does. I mean, if there is money, it's going to go to the company. They're going to make money. Okay, but they make money on the check of us 
looking at it with our eyes. It's not about government surveillance. It's not about making money. It is literally about cutting down on something that endangers other people's lives. And I'll just tell you, put my boys out on the road, put my wife out on the road, put myself out on the road. I would rather live in a community that's safer, and this will make us all safer. Period. That's it. That's I mean, well, Andrew, you know that they get they get a higher incident of fender benders. I am willing to trade fender benders for head-ons and T-bones. Period. That's just not an argument. I mean, it's a bad argument. Well, that means some people are going to have wrecks who wouldn't otherwise. Right. And what's the benefit? What's the trade-off? Always think cost and benefit, right? I agree. There are going to be more small-speed fender benders, uh, rear endings as people slow down for yellow lights more aggressively than they would before. Agreed. The data shows that. But also, and I will take that, that's a better deal. 857 on News Radio 92.3. Jake's got traffic for us. Highway 98 in Gulf Breeze, eastbound, uh, I'm sorry, westbound lanes in front of the Wind Dixie. Uh, very, very slow going getting through Oriole Beach this morning. Uh, that's Highway 98 westbound in Gulf Breeze. Uh, had an accident there, really causing some slowdown. Also, I 110 at the exit for Brent Lane. We have a vehicle crash with multiple vehicles still being cleared up, and it's causing a slowdown all the way past Airport Boulevard. If you see anything else out there, you can always call or text us. Our traffic tip line is 437-1620. I'm Jake Walker with Traffic on the Fives. All right, time for... Future, future news. We tell you what's going to happen before it happens. Uh, when will we get red light cameras in the city of Pensacola on the trial basis in the, the, the some intersections? I'm thinking next year. Oh, see, I think it'll be like May, June, something like that. I mean, you got to order parts and parts are delayed, and then you got to install, and you got to, you know, and yeah. they, they're kind of trying to wait until the legislature doesn't ban them or preempt them to the state or something like that. So uh, I think when all that happens, Sports Illustrated. Firing a lot, perhaps all of its staff. Does SI survive the year? They gone. No, I I mean, you made some really, really poor corporate decisions with the AI articles and then with the, you know, the whole variety of body sizes for the Sports <laughs> Illustrated Swimsuit Edition, which is not what anybody who bought that issue ever wanted. Uh, you make your choices, you know, so there you go, including a transgender on the cover. That's just not what your audience wanted. Um, it's not me. I'm not an audience member, but that's not what they wanted. Uh, let's see. Nikki Haley, does she have a chance? Mm, yes. Slim. Sort of. Slim. Mm-hmm. Uh, will DeSantis be the VP for Trump? No. No, because uh, they both be from Florida, and electors can't cast votes for both of them if they're in Florida, and that would maybe cost us the vice president. You're listening to News Radio 92.3. WNRP Golf Breeze, Milton, Pensacola.